This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. So let's go ahead and open up with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time and opportunity that we have together. And Father, we thank you that as we come uh, into this place, as we come into this room, as we come here today, Father, I thank you that you're going to speak to each and every one of our hearts. Lord, your word says that you sent your word to heal us. And so, Father, I thank you that as the word comes forth today, Father, I thank you that healing is taking place in our midst. Healing, Lord, of things that we know and things that we don't know about. And Father, we thank you that this healing is springing forth right now as we pray, as we, as we seek you, Lord. And Father, we thank you that you're going to do a mighty move in our midst. We thank you for everything in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, how many of you, this is your first semester with us in healing class? Oh, wow. That's exciting. Well, we do something in healing class, and it's something uh, Pastor Allen wrote for us, and we just believe it's a great way to, to start, a great confession to make, and so we're going to hold our Bibles up together. If you don't have a Bible, I'm going to encourage you to hold your smart device up. If you don't have that, and you just want to join us in faith, hold your hand up. But we're all going to say it together, and let's, let's just say it. Say, this is my Bible. It's God's Word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. And I love to read my Bible. Amen. You know, it sounds so much better in our classroom when we say that. I want to keep, keep saying this. Oh, yeah, this is... This is a blessing from the Lord. Well, we're in healing class, and obviously, you know, we're here um, to learn how to receive healing. And so, I, I'm, if anyone who knows me, I love whiteboards, I love writing. And so, I want to just focus here. This is why we're here healing. We want to learn how to be healed today and how to maintain healing as we move forward. How many of you know that you can get healing deposited on the inside of you? so strong that you don't have to deal with sickness in the days ahead. And so we want to get healing inside of us, all of us. We're in this together. And the Bible says in, eight, in Proverbs 18, 14, that a strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or sickness and in trouble. And so in this class, we're going to go over lessons. We're going to go over topics that are going to help you develop a strong spirit and no matter what comes against you, be it a cold, a headache, cancer, diet, whatever, whatever comes, you will stay whole. You will be healed. Amen? All right. How many of you believe that God can heal you? One of the things I found is, is in faith, we've got to be aggressive about it. We've got to be strong about it. We've got to have a conviction about it. And so... Uh, you know, just let's let's just say it together. Say, I am healed, I am healed by, the by the stripes of Jesus. God is at work, is at work in my body, in my body right, now, right now, healing me. Healing me. You got to believe those things, and we're going to talk a lot about that as we move forward. The days ahead, but the purpose of of my time here tonight is I wanted to go all the way back and and talk a little bit about faith because faith is very important in the healing process. And so I'm going to try something that I've never tried before. I have three slides that I'm going to show. And so we'll, we'll see if this works. If not, I won't ever do this again. All right. So why faith? Why is faith important? 
Well, here's, there's a couple of, there's several scriptures in, in the Bible, uh, many scriptures, but here's some that I wanted to point out. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, it says this. It says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. So we see it says the just shall live by faith. In Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And then one more time here in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 through 39, it says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Verse 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. So we see here, we talk about why faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Who are the just? We are. We're the just. We're called to live by faith. We're all called to live by faith. Those who know him, God's calling us to live by faith. Why faith? In, in Hebrews 7:6, the Bible says that it is impossible to please God without faith. So we're called to live by faith, and we want to be well-pleasing to the Lord, right? And so then we need to live by faith. That's why faith. You know, I was talking with my wife, and, and we had a great discussion. Uh, in that scripture, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, it says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. And we got into a discussion, and I thought it was very interesting. You know, one point she brought up was she said, when we choose not to live in faith, we're actually choosing pride over faith. It says, the proud, behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just will live in faith. We don't want to be prideful. We want to be well-pleasing to the Lord. We want to live in faith. Why? Because there's nothing good that comes out of pride. In fact, in, in James 4, 6, the Bible says that God resists the proud. We don't want God to resist us. We want him to be well-pleased with us. Is this making sense? And so we don't want to be proud. We want to be well-pleasing. And the only way that we can be well-pleasing, folks, is to live by faith. So why faith? God is a God of faith. And he does nothing apart from faith. So therefore, he expects us to live our lives in faith. Faith is what causes the unseen things God provides or promises in his scriptures. And so he expects us to live by faith. So now we've talked about why faith. Let's talk about what faith is. 11.1 says this. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being proof of the things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Amplified version, very wordy. I love the amplified. 
but I love this translation. Um, someone in this class taught from this translation one time in the past, and I loved it. It says in the Moffat translation, now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. So we're confident. So when you think of the word faith, you think of words like assurance, confidence. We've got to be confident in God. We've got to be confident. We've got to have a conviction of what's taking place. If, as we learn, learn to um, apply this to our lives, we'll see God begin to move uh, in, in, in the area of healing. Faith is what causes the unseen things God promises or the truth to become reality to bless us, to bless you and me. And so we want to experience God's blessings. Faith is the key that unlocks the door to allow the power of God to enter our situation and deliver what God has promised to us. We all know that God's power is not limited based upon man and man's limitations, right? God has no limits. In Scripture, we see that all things are possible with God. And so when we go to him in faith, we tap into that supernatural, that limitless power that goes beyond the natural limitations of man. So when you get a diagnosis and they tell you there's nothing that we can do, it's God. God can always do something about it. You know, I, I, I think I've overshared this story, but I, I do it because it's probably one of my favorite stories, and it just it, it gives a clear picture. There is a story about the woman with an issue of blood. The Bible is very clear. It says she suffered with this problem for 12 years. 12 years. It says she went to many physicians, and no one could figure out what was wrong. No one could help her. Not only that, it said she wasted or she spent all of her money. So it was all gone. But my favorite part is, is, is this right here. It says, but when she heard about Jesus... Guys, when we hear about Jesus, it should cause everything to change. Why? Because he's not bound by the limitations of man. You understand that? Did you know, who in here knows that Jesus is a healer? Now let me ask you this. Who in here knows that Jesus is a healer today? All right, one final question. Who in here knows that Jesus is a healer for you. So just like this woman, the fact that we've heard about Jesus should cause us to now change our inner dialogue. She, she for 12 years, was going to doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor, trying to be cured. She was giving money here and putting money there and trying everything to be cured. But when she heard about Jesus, everything changed. Her inner dialogue was, if I can simply get to him and touch his robe, I will be made whole. Somewhere along the way, someone told her, or she heard, that when you come up close to Jesus, when, when, when you can get up close to him, there's power that flows from him. 
And what did she do? She believed it. She believed what she heard. Last week, Miss Janet taught a great message. And what did I do? I looked at my notes and everything that I heard last week, I walked away and I believe all of it. That's how we have to embrace the word of God. When the word of God comes forth, we need to grab onto it and believe it. What are we doing? We're responding in faith. It says she got up, she touched the robe of, of Jesus. She wasn't even supposed to be out, out there, but it didn't deter her. And it said power came out of him, the power to heal. And he turned around, you know, he asked who, was, who touched him. The disciples said, there's people all over the place. But he knew someone had received. And then when she came forward, his exact words were, go in peace, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Her faith has made her whole. Not her money. Her faith. And so that's why faith is important. That's why we need to have faith, and we need to have it in a huge supply. As I said earlier, faith unlocks a world of unlimited possibilities and connects us to God's supernatural power. And God's power goes way beyond man's limitations. When you and I begin operating in faith, my belief is, is nothing can stop us. That's how big God is. You realize that we're on the winning side. You realize that. What Jesus did sealed the deal. And so now you and I, because we've heard about that, we need to change that inner dialogue. And our dialogue needs to be, Lord, thank you. Thank you for healing my body. Lord, thank you for healing my mind. And what begins to happen? You know, I've told this story in here time after time about when personally. I was diagnosed with, with depression, was having a hard time in my life. And again, I said personally, because here's this. Don't ever base your situation, your faith, your journey on someone else's faith. And so for me, in this journey, went to the doctor. They gave me a big, huge bag of pills, went home. My wife said, what's going on? First thing out of my mouth, said, I said, well, the doctor says I'm depressed. I guess I'm depressed. In that moment, I was believing the doctor. But then I got into my word. And I remember the scripture said that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Soundness of mind. Soundness of mind, it means my, my mind, my thoughts aren't scattered. Soundness of mind means my thoughts aren't anxious and full of worry and stress. Soundness of mind means I should be able to sleep at night. What happened? In that moment, I heard that God gave us soundness of mind. And so my inner dialogue changed. I remember going and telling my wife, I'm making a decision not to take these pills. 
because God has given me soundness of mind. What was I doing? I was exercising my faith based upon what I heard about God. Does that make sense? Now, if I tried to do that based upon Miss Joy's faith or Miss Janet's faith, it would be a struggle. It's your belief in him, not your belief in someone else. Well, Miss Janet said it, so maybe it'll work. You need to be 100% sold on the fact that by the stripes of Jesus you're healed, that he's given you soundness of mind, that he's at work bringing about a healing and a cure in your body, that by the stripes of Jesus I've been healed. Is this making sense, guys? And then God will begin to, to move mightily on your behalf. If, if it's not now, it's not faith. You know, I, I, I've heard people say a long time ago, or actually a couple of weeks ago, um, well, maybe God will heal me one day. Well, no. That's not faith. Faith is now. Hope is future tense. Faith is present tense. Hope is always pointing toward the future. Faith says, I receive it right now. I have my petition right now. And so we've got to get in the habit and, and get into this rhythm of, of saying, I'm healed right now. I'm not going to be healed. Lord, I receive my healing right now. That's faith. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you have received them and you will have them. Believe, have faith, be convinced, be assured that you have them. Or be assured that you'll receive them and you will have them. Many people are just simply hoping that God hears them when they pray, and they're hoping that they'll receive an answer. But understand, we don't receive anything from hope. We receive things from faith. you got to have faith. And here, here's one thing. This is a conversation I had with someone who was close to me. If we, if we don't see answers to our prayers, it's not God's fault. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus never fails. In fact, there's a scripture that I use that reminds me, 2 Timothy 1.13 says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. God is faithful. We got into this discussion because we had loved ones who um, we've lost over the years, and, and they wanted to use that to say, well, God doesn't always heal. No, God is faithful. Be careful with reasonings because reasonings have a way of stealing from you what God wants to do in your life. God doesn't change and prayer doesn't change God. He stays consistent. He's the same before you pray. He's the same when you pray. and He's the same after you pray. Prayer doesn't change God. It changes our circumstances. That's why we need to have faith when we're praying to God. Hebrews 10.23 also says, uh, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. God is faithful. If, if 
you have an opportunity, I would encourage you to go and listen to um, Keith Moore when he was here. He, he did an excellent message on faithfulness, and uh, it'll encourage you in that area. Faith is now. I have it now. Hope says I'll get it sometime. So we want to stay in faith. So we talked about why is faith. We talked about what is faith. So how does faith come? Romans 12.3. It says, For I say through the grace given to me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So we all who've received Christ into our lives have been dealt a measure of faith. This passage was written to believers, those who accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. When we read every man the measure, it's being directed to those who believe. And the reason I say that, because if you go to 2 Thessalonians 3.2, it says, beginning in verse 1, it says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all men have faith. We as believers have faith, but this scripture says not wicked and unreasonable men don't have faith. We have faith. We have a measure of faith. The measure of faith is the same for all of us. The only difference is, is there are others who have developed their faith and exercised their faith and grown their faith. And you can too. Developing our faith is very important. So how does faith come? Faith comes, and we've all heard this in Romans 17, it says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's how faith comes. We have to put ourselves in a position to hear the word of God. What does the word of God say about healing? And dive in. What does the word of God say about restoring? What does the word of God say about soundness of mind? What does the word of God say? And that's how your faith is going to grow. That's how all of our faith grows. Well, how do we do that? Well, being in church. Being in classes like this one in your personal time with the Lord. Don't ever discount your personal time with the Lord because in that time, the Lord, the Holy Spirit will, will resonate within you a scripture that you can grab onto. That could be the turning point in your journey. Go all in, but put yourself in the place to hear the word of God. And we live in a time where, you know, Hearing the word of God is so much easier now. You know, I've shared the story in the past about how when my daughter was younger, it was just she and I at home, and I was out doing lawn work and walked in the house to get a cold glass of water, and I heard a man's voice. And the only man in my house should have been me. It was another man's voice, and I went running upstairs to find out that she had pushed play on the Bible app, and it was reading the word of God to her. But she was hearing the word of God. That's how easy it is today, guys. So put forth the efforts to put yourself in a place to hear the word of God. 
God sent his word to heal us. In Psalms 107.20, it says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. This word was sent to heal you and me. You understand that? He sent his word to heal them and deliver them from their destructions. So we have exactly what we need to be healed. Every one of us. Each of us. If you don't have a Bible, we'll give you one. And then you'll have what you need. That's the God we serve. And so what happens is, is we have to now do a shift and shift our way of thinking and make God the primary voice pertaining to all things. Somehow we've gotten off track, and I won't speak for y'all. Somehow I, in the past, have gotten off track, and we've put more weight into the word of man more so than the word of God. The word of God needs to be the first and the last. If he said it, I believe it, and it is so. But it all is a personal decision. It's all a choice when it comes to faith. And we all have to work it out. I don't stand in front of you like I have it all together. It is a daily decision. It is a daily uh, discipline. Several years ago when I was in the hospital with, with pneumonia, you know, I remember really being freaked out initially because I've never been that sick. I had a 104-degree temperature. I passed out. You know, my wife and the doctor said I was talking gibberish. I was so out of it. And then they hooked me up to all these wires and tubes, and I was gasping for air, struggling. And I remember the, you know, the doctors coming in and out, and then I, the, I can tell you the thing I remember the most is, is, is my children, would, did, they didn't want to come anywhere near me because they were so fearful. I remember when my wife went home and she took the kids home and it was just me there. My Bible was on the desk. And I remember this, this nurse came in. It was a male nurse and he came in and he brought these sock things and he said, I need to put these things on your leg. And I said, why are you putting them on my leg? He said, well, it's so you don't develop blood clots. And he said, you know, because what happens is, is you'll develop blood clots and, and then I'll go up to your lungs and then, you know, some catastrophic things happen and then you'll die. He goes, in fact, there's a guy who was your size and your height and he was in here last week and he didn't make it out of here and he's just talking doom and gloom and I'm like, oh, and, and literally in my head, I'm like, I don't want to die. And fear came on me. And for a, a short time in that, in that room by myself, I was embracing fear. Images of my little kids sitting over there looking at me, thinking about my wife being all alone. Just fear, fear. And then I guess I stopped fearing just brief enough to hear the Lord remind me, you teach in healing class. <laughs> and so I picked up my Bible, and I began to read the Word. I went to the first scripture that I remember, that by the stripes of Jesus you've been healed. And I just meditated on that for a little bit. Then I found another scripture. Then I found another scripture. 
Then the Lord prompted me, and I went back to the beginning where it said God breathed the breath of life into man. And I began out of my mouth saying, Lord, I thank you that you are breathing into me right now, your breath. And all of this infection and all this fluid is being dried up because you are breathing into me right now. And I'm going through this exercise personally, and I remember the doctor came in. He took me down for an x-ray, and my left side of my lung was still full of fluid. And I remember her saying, well, Mr. Thompson, we're going to check you out in another hour, and if your lung is still full of fluid, we're going to drain it the old-fashioned way. And she pulled out this, whole, this big needle, and I remember out of my mouth, I said, nope, the devil is a lie. That, that's... Mm-mm. And we went back up to the room, and, and I just I kept, Lord, I thank you that you're healing me. Lord, I thank you that your breath is in me right now, clearing up my lungs. Lord, I thank you. And I focused on that. Why? Because I believe he's a healer. I changed my inner dialogue, my inner voice. I took those thoughts captive, and I brought them into the obedience of Christ, faith. An hour later came, went down to get an x-ray, lungs completely clear. Not because I'd have the magic way of doing things, but because God's word works. The reality of it was, is just like everybody sometimes, when I heard the words of that other man, I became fearful. But we don't have to stay there. You can make a decision to lean into faith and let go of fear and allow God and his word to work for you. God, guys, he didn't call us to live sick lives. I think sometimes we settle for a life less than what God has for us. You know, I, I think there are things that we've, we've settled within ourselves that, oh, it's okay. I'm only type 1 diabetic, so I, I can manage it. God doesn't want you to manage it. He wants you to be whole. Yeah, I get headaches from time to time. I can deal with it. No. We need to be aggressive, and that's me included, in embracing the fact that God wants us healed. And when it tries to come on us, it can't stay. I don't think there's a person in this room, if you're sitting outside in your backyard on a day like this trying to enjoy the weather, and if you had flies and mosquitoes come and land on you, that you would just say, oh, that's nice. <laughs> no. If you're like my wife, you'd be swinging and, you know, you might hit, you know, hit the kids. Because they don't belong there, right? They don't belong there. It's the same way. When sickness tries to land on you, come on you, that's when you need to take a stand and say, no, you have to go. Guys, is this making sense? God sent his son to take care of sickness and disease for you and me. And it's taken care of. And so we don't have to to deal with it. This woman, you know, 
and, and this is one of the ladies I, I, or one of the people I hope I meet in heaven because for me, there, there was some tenacity there. That you know what? I want to live. And you know what? I want to live the right way. Because if she had dealt with it for 12 years, I'm pretty sure a thought may have crossed her mind that it's been 12 years. I guess I can deal with it, you know, learn to manage the pain. But it says, but when she heard about Jesus, how are we going to respond when we hear about Jesus? How are we going to respond? Are we going to respond by saying, oh, that was a cute story. That, that was nice. That was nice of him. Oh, I'm so glad he, he healed Miss Joy. That was nice. That was great. Makes a great testimony. Or are you going to say, oh, wow, he healed Miss Joy? He healed Derek? He healed Miss Janet? Well, thank you, Lord, that you're healing me as well. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to receive my healing. Guys, does this make sense? God wants all of us healed. We need to know why it's important to have faith. We need to know what faith is. And we need to know how faith comes. And we need to prioritize building our faith. Scripture says that a strong spirit, you and I, we're going to have to have a strong spirit because that strong spirit will sustain us in sickness. It reinforces us when sickness tries to come. I remember when we first came uh, to Houston and, you know, we're this young, young and dumb couple and the first hurricane we ever experienced was on the horizon. It was going to hit the very next day and all of our neighbors are running around, boarding up windows and doing all kinds of things. And we're like, what, what's happening? What's going on? You know, it's the day before and people are like, the hurricane's coming tomorrow. And we're like, but we're way up here, you know? And they said, no. And they started telling us about the wind gusts and the rain. And, and he's like, don't you have plywood? And I'm like, no, I don't have any plywood. He said, well, your windows are going to break and, you know, you don't have anything to, to, to stop, you know, the debris and everything that's going to come at you, you don't have anything, it's, going to, it's probably going to damage your house because you didn't prepare. It's the same way, guys. If we don't have God's word on the inside of us, if we don't have faith when sickness and disease does come, it's going to be challenging. And so we want to build strong spirits and be strong. Now, maybe you're in a situation where you're dealing with something today. Well, I believe that everything is subject to change. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. All throughout scriptures, we see situations where people were dealing with sickness and disease. And um, there was no length of time and no situation that was too difficult for him. The Bible talks about individuals that were born with an, a sickness or an ailment, and the Lord cured them. And so there's no length of time that's too long where God can't, can't, can't heal you. Understand that. He will heal you. So let's say it together. Say, God will, God will heal, me. heal me. 
Let's say it one more time. God will heal me. God is healing me. Healing is working right now in me. What I wanted to do tonight, and again, I may never do this again, seeing how this works, is we had a man who attended healing class many years uh, ago, and I, I always think it's great for us to be able to look at um, a life that was touched in this class, um, hearing the same things that you guys are hearing last week and tonight, and seeing him walk it out and what God has done for his life. So um, some of the people in here look very younger than they are today, and um, you know, we'll talk a little bit after the video, so let's look at the video here. In life groups, people are connecting with friends, growing closer to God, and finding answers to life. Check out this story of what's happening in life groups at the Ark. Uh, I've been to church all my life, and I've never heard what I've heard here, ever. The final night, we made a series of three moves out of our house down to here. We'd go drive to Abilene, uh, get a U-Haul truck, fill our house up, fill the truck up with stuff out, drive down here and unload it. Then we'd drive back to Abilene, fill up another truck, drive down here, unload it. And on the third and final trip, which was on February 1st, we uh, loaded the final U-Haul truck, put the padlock on, and I slipped and did the splits in the driveway. And it's not good for a 59-year-old man to do splits. I started thinking more about this faith healing. You know, I could start taking painkillers, I'd go get steroid shots and stuff like that. And I told my wife, I said, I want to see if I can really get some of this healing that I've been hearing about for the past several years, you know. So I started taking my ibuprofen, that's as strong as, you know, I would take. What had happened, I was given to my right leg so badly, my sciatica nerve got involved. And now I'm hurting all the way from the, my lower back to my knee, just burned all the time. And we got to the end of the summer here, and they talked about the fall you know, classes that were gonna be going on. We looked through the list and everything. And my wife said, well, this lady's gonna do a, a class on healing. Hers was a much simpler story, you know, available to every believer. So after the first week, I got to thinking about what she had said, studied the scriptures, prayed over them, went home. And then Sunday morning come, and I went to Janet's class and took, you know, this was her third class. She was talking more in depth about healing, so I kept her over after class. And I said, why is it some people get healed and some people don't? So immediately after church, I run home. And I went straight to the foot of my bed, because all the scriptures were fresh, and I mean, it was really, really going, you know. And I just sat down and started confessing and praying to the Lord, forgive me for being such an unbeliever and not having faith enough in, in what he could do. And prayed over the scriptures, and then I just basically said, Holy Spirit, we're going to stand up, and when I stand up, my pain's going to be gone. I claim that. Uh, I reject the pain. The pain has no part in my body, you know, and I want my body to be healed. And I said, we're going to stand up, and I stood up, and there was no pain. It, it's gone. And I go, wow, you know, so I thought, well, hmm, let's walk around the room a little bit, you know. This was about now, about 1.30 in the afternoon, about an hour after church. So I walked around my room, you know, and everything, and lifted my legs up a little bit, and the right leg didn't hurt, and so I walked around the house, and Still not sure that it's happened because I was unable to jog up until that point. So I went outside and jogged around a little bit, right leg, no pain, you know. So at 4.30, I called my wife and I said, you know what, yesterday I couldn't walk across the soccer field, but I think I've just been healed. There's a God component I'm learning to healing and there's a, 
a believer's component. The two come together when you know when the faith meets the maker, things start happening. That's what I'm learning here. You know, you always hear about it happened to other people, happened to other families. Somebody else got healed, or their tumor went away, or their you know cancer went away. And I encourage everybody. I've already asked her if she's teaching the class in, in next semester in January. If she says yes, I think her class ought to be jammed full. I think. People so, great story. Why did he get healed? I love Miss Janet. She, she's my other mother. But she, he didn't get healed because of Miss Janet. Did you catch that? He said there's a faith component. And when faith meets the maker, guys, we have to have faith. We have to have our own faith. My encouragement to you is if you're in a situation where you say you're struggling in faith, then I encourage you to be here every week. I encourage you to be in Scripture every day. And what's going to happen? Scripture we just read earlier. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And you will experience the healing power of God. Amen? Amen. Let me just pray you out. Father, I thank you for uh, your Word. I thank you that your Word has fallen on good ground. And Father, I thank you that your Word is going to produce healing in every area of our bodies and minds. Father, I thank you that as we move forward, we move forward, Lord, with stronger spirits. And we thank you in advance for your healing mercies. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.